and welcome to another episode of C-File Talks. I am Pamela Ferguson, and I will be hosting this episode. Joining me in studio are Anthony Ferguson, President of C-File, Michelle White, Investment Manager, and Angelo Butler, Senior Investment Analyst. We will be discussing the topic, Is the Bahamas a Tax Haven? The offshore banking sector has emerged over the years from a disorganized and unregulated sector to a well-established premier international financial center. The offshore sector has thrived due in large part to the absence of taxes on wealth, income, and inherited assets coupled with bank privacy laws. Since June of 2000, however, and up to current date, the country's offshore banking sector has been dealt a series of severe blows. The Bahamas was included along with other countries to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, better known as the OECD, and the European Union list of harmful tax jurisdiction. To date, April 2021, the country has been removed from all lists after being deemed fully compliant with these organizations' evolving standards. The Bahamas, however, is still not out of the woods as the threat to this nation's offshore financial sector continues. Are the actions of these international organizations against the Bahamas justifiable? Is the Bahamas a tax haven? We'll start out with what is the definition of a tax haven and the criteria according to the OECD for classifying a jurisdiction as a tax haven? Well, according to the OECD, um, a tax haven is a jurisdiction that has low or minimal um, taxes, um, lack of transparency, and lack of exchange of information. Now, I think for the Bahamas, we definitely have the low tax jurisdiction, but I think that we have made um, strides in terms of exchange of information as well as transparency in our legislative process. But like you said before, um, there are evolving standards um, for determining who is and who is not a tax haven, and it's sometimes hard to keep up. Yes, and I think the tax haven notion is for where you have global multinational corporations that you know have offices registered in countries where places like the OECD OECD would say that you know they don't have any economic substance or you know this is not their head office is not actually where they earn the profit and so it's generally used to say it's a, a region where companies go to hide profits revenues and as people often say avoid taxes well i mean I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, I think the Bahamas financial sector was built on wealth management. And over the years, it has morphed into any number of other uh, financial services. And the traditional wealth management, however, was based on privacy of uh, your investments. If you recall in the 40s and 50s, there were a lot of dictatorships around the world and people were concerned about their assets being protected and you can just lose your assets overnight if you recall what happened in Cuba and, and some of the Latin countries, even in Europe. And so a lot of persons uh, sought uh, to uh, protect some of their assets and, and, and deposit it in uh, jurisdictions uh, like the Bahamas. Now, 
Um, I believe the Bahamas made a mistake in the early 70s and 80s by marketing itself as a tax haven. And what we should have marketed ourselves as was a tax-neutral, tax-efficient jurisdiction. Um, I don't pay too much attention to the OECD and the likes. Um, they continue to move the goalposts. Uh, once you begin to charge corporate tax, then they will say you need to be a minimum of 30, then it will be a minimum of 40. And so we cannot um, 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 set our financial plans to the OECD's agenda. We have to do what's in the best interest of the Bahamas. The Bahamas' effective tax rate is anywhere from 35 to 45%. That's number one. Now, the challenge is we continue to um, put the onus and the responsibility of paying taxes on the Bahamians only and to, 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 to our country's detriment. And so I think going forward, we will have to amend and restructure our tax system such that um, international companies that operate here will have to pay some form of taxes. With Janet, Janet Yellen now talking about a global minimum tax of 21%, first of all, I think it's, it's, it's not legal. Um, but of course, the U.S. have the ability to put pressure on a number of uh, jurisdictions. But um, at some point, given our precarious financial condition, we're going to have to take a serious look at our tax system and, and amend it to, to um, provide some sort of relief to the poor and then tax some of the uh, super wealthy uh, folks and, and companies. Well, that leads us into our next question. The Bahamas does not level levy a corporate tax against businesses, local or foreign. No, that's, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, that, and, that, and this is, again, the misnomer, right? So, for instance, Kalina Insurance, all insurance companies pay a premium tax on their revenue. Call it what you want to call it. It's a tax. The effective tax rate in the insurance industry is anywhere from 20 to 30%. When we talk about a corporate tax rate, we are talking about a tax rate according to standard internationally. And uh, Kalina levies uh, uh, a fee on top-line revenues. But in terms of net profit or gross profit, we're talking about tax rate in that sense. But let me continue my question. And as well, we offer concessions to foreign companies as a means to attract them to this jurisdiction. How much do you think the Bahamas loses, if any, by failing to tax international companies via a corporate tax rate? Well, I would say, um, you know, I think that's difficult to put a number on. I, I don't think we have um, good public information. I think we have hundreds of thousands of companies um, registered, and I'm not sure we have clear information on how much revenue those companies pass through the Bahamas or, you know, whatever, whatever is done. And so I think... Um, you know, we do get some legal work um, every now and then. Those companies may pay an annual registration fee or something of that nature. But, um, you know, I think it's difficult to put a number on it because I don't think we know exactly how much actually passes through the Bahamas. I agree. That information is, is not out there. So countries like the Bahamas that don't charge a corporate tax rate tend to have high custom duties or high import tax. And we get a, like a fixed stream that we get from, uh, registration, um, fees or, or, um, renewal of, of char renewal charges that we levy against these companies. I know in Switzerland, they say that they lose about $5.6 billion from not taxing uh, their their corporations um, in Switzerland. No, we. I mean, but we don't. I mean, let, let's let's disabuse ourselves 
that we have hundreds of foreign companies incorporated here generating lots of money that's not being taxed. The fact of the matter is, we have we used to have a couple hundred thousand IBCs it's down to under hundred thousand. But those are holding companies that have zero tax, right? Or zero business activities. Now, if you look at where we have and continue to lose tax income, we did an analysis several years ago. And in the banking sector, if we were to levy um, taxes on the um, domestic international banks who have now moved their headquarters out of this country, you could have raised anywhere from 50 to $100 million. That, again, will probably be revisited. Um, but again, because of whatever fear successive governments have about putting taxes, um, we continue to see earnings are made in the Bahamas, but another government gets the benefit of the tax. Yeah, I agree. I think we do um, lose from that standpoint. And as well, we also lose because it's unfair that you tax the local businesses so much, but you basically give the international businesses all sorts of concessions. So I think by that way, that sort of stagnates um, economic growth because these businesses, you're charging them on the top line, first of all. So before they even make any money, they have to pay you a tax. So before they could hire other people or they can invest in their businesses. Um, that money is is gone out the door. So I think we lose um, we lose from that standpoint. And also, it's um, we are deemed a tax haven. So there's that reputational risk um, where people see us because tax haven is sort of like a dirty phrase. So people see us as this um, money place where um, drug dealers and all kind of international criminals hide their money. So I, I think from both sides, um, we definitely lose on, on both sides with that. You know, there's a narrative out there by bigger countries that countries like the Bahamas, quote unquote, tax havens, are a threat to the economies of larger, more developed countries. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about this narrative? I don't see how we could be that big of a threat. But I know there's all sorts of numbers um, being thrown out. Um, I know before it was like we had like less than... 1% of the world's wealth, or maybe like even less than that, like 0.03%. But yet we are deemed to have all this money and all these taxes are being evaded um, because people are holding their monies here. Um, I just think that we are a very small player in the global economy. We are definitely important when you think in terms of um, tax neutrality and the um, flow of capital. But I think it's a bigger we're made to seem like we have a bigger impact than we actually do. And I don't know if that's because we're a small nation, we're easy to bully, we're low-hanging fruit, so you can easily say, oh, the Bahamas is a tax haven. So I think there's a stigma that we have. And I, I would agree. I, I do not think the Bahamas is, you know, the reason Switzerland may have issues with their budget or, or the Europe. Or Europe. Um, and like Lachelle said, we get bullied for one because we don't have, um, you know, like, for example, the Cayman, British Virgin Islands, they have the UK to protect them. Um, and we don't have that. So we're low hanging fruit. Um, I remember one of the newspapers had an article that said the Bahamas caused about 20 million per year in tax losses to those countries. And, you know, that's not even a percentage of, of their economic activity. And so, you know, I, I said to myself, we go through all this work. They say we cause them so much problems for $20 million a year in terms of impact. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, overstated. And 
like you said with Switzerland Switzerland said they lose you know a few billion by not taxing but everyone dubs Switzerland as a tax haven and so who is who is really who has all this money being hidden from if it seems like every country is in essence a tax haven I think they have done a series of studies and it is said that about 8 to 10 billion or trillion dollars sorry are hid away in offshore centers and and rich countries uh calculate that represents about 5 to 600 million in lost tax dollars and so these countries that they deem tax havens they feel that they are holding these trillions of dollars and they have lost their 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 tax revenue on that and so the bahamas is in this category of tax haven and so they're saying countries like the bahamas cost them all of these monies um lost in tax revenues so if the bahamas is forced to implement a minimum tax rate you mentioned janet yellen um in her comments will this be the end of the bahamas offshore banking sector what would the bahamas value proposition be I don't think it necessarily would be the end of the jurisdiction as an international financial center, but I definitely think that we have to move quickly um, to sort of market ourselves as a jurisdiction um, with expertise, and we certainly do have the expertise. But I think sometimes we can maybe be a little bit lazy about it. and you know we only wait until we're told to do something before we start before we start acting on it but i do think that there is an opportunity for us there we just have to um improve our value proposition we may need to make improvements in technology improvements in legislations and we have to get really serious about it if we are serious in saving um our financial sector which is the second largest after tourism i mean it's one of those things that it's never it's too it's never really going to go away it's always going to be with us we can't just say oh okay we can just pivot quickly to another sector to replace um those revenues and those um jobs and whatever that we get from the financial services sector it's not that easy so we have to protect what we have and we have to try and improve it so that we can move forward we definitely need tax reform um and we need to do it now i know um following our removal from the latest uh black or gray list the attorney general carl bettel said that the bahamas has not yet reached the stage for corporate tax um he said that the bahamas won't introduce a minimum corporate tax until others have been um have introduced it as well but this is a problem in this country right we have leaders who quite frankly don't understand what it is they feel that they can just go in parliament and oh we're going to levy a tax and that's it and then it's it's just going to all come in and then we go and we abuse the money we collect we need to get ahead of this global taxation we've been talking about this for the last 20 years no government is prepared to make the tough decision regrettably and fortunately we are at that point of no return where we will have to make that decision and if we don't the IMF will be in here making that decision for you and for us and I I will then respectfully suggest and recommend that the government get ahead of this and 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 it's not going to drive business away to the extent that some believes right so we have to make it where it's fair and equitable and and where when we do though pay taxes we get value for money but the roads are good 
the light stays on. I can go to the hospital and get first class facility. I can go to government school and get first class education. And this is part of the challenge of people not wanting to pay taxes because they don't get the service that they're paying for. And I think um, that, you know, there could be um, still some opportunity. I think that, you know, that there's a notion that everyone here, you know, doesn't want to pay taxes or doesn't want. But I think you do have some clients that have their money offshore here. Um, that actually pay taxes back in their home country. And so, you know, perhaps we need to get ahead and negotiate some treaties where double taxation, where, you know, if your tax rate is 21% and they pay 10% in the Bahamas, then they only pay 11% um, in your country. Um, you know, where, whether the governments re- more so care about persons paying taxes or whether they want all of the taxes to come to them. Um, so I think there'll still be some benefit um for geographical diversification um you still have some populist leaders in the you know in the world some parts of latin america where persons like you said you had cash grabs before um and so those persons may you know prefer to pay the taxes than to have all of their assets in those relatively unstable countries i think our competitive advantage over the years um has been uh low to minimal tax and also privacy. With the implementation of FATCA and CRS, it's removed privacy. So the only thing that was left standing was the low to minimal um, taxes. And if there is a global minimum um, tax rate, I think we will definitely be challenged, which is why I think there needs to be real-life tax reform. And we need to, like uh, Anthony said, get ahead of it as opposed to be waiting to be dictated to without really analyzing and see how we can um, um, be at, um, at an advantage by approaching it before beforehand. You know, I looked at some studies um, and I think it would be helpful for us as a country as it relates to tax rates. And these are based on 2020 numbers. The OECD has a 37 member countries, and their average tax rate is 23.5%. So when Janet Yellen comes with this 21%, you see this is above, <laughs> this 21% is below what the average OECD um, tax average tax rate is. And the highest in this grouping is Portugal and Spain at 32%. The lowest, Switzerland, 8.5%. Luxembourg, 18.5%. United Kingdom, 19%, Ireland, 12.5%, Hungary, 9%, Germany, 15.8%, Canada, 15%, and Finland, 20%. The U.S., um, based on last year's statistics, tax rate is 21 Effective tax rate is 21%. Then I looked at non-OECD countries with 0% tax rate. And they were uh, more or less the Caribbean countries, the, the old colonies, and, and that was Anguilla, 0%, Bahamas, 0%, Bermuda, 0%, British Virgin Islands, 0%, Cayman Islands, 0%, Guernsey, 0%, Isle of Man, 0%, 0% Turks and Caicos, 0%, and United Arab Emirates, 0%. Yeah, but so, again, 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 and please, we got to stop this. We do pay tax here. The, the tax rate... The corporate tax rate in this country is not 0%. It's actually worse because we, as Lichelle uh, uh, um, mentioned earlier, we pay on the top line. Before we even take anything for ourselves, we pay the government. So it, it's not 0%. It is how we present it, right? Now, t- to go back, you talk about the average tax rate being X globally. But large companies, 
like the Amazons, the Berkshire Hathaways of the world in the US, the effective tax rate is 5%, 1%, 2%. They don't pay no, no, no taxes. So there are uh, legal loopholes that is put in place that these companies, on the face of it, don't pay those type of taxes. So if I were to move to the UK today, set up a company, become a non-dom, I don't have to pay any taxes for like five years, right? If, if, if I go to Switzerland, they may have an effective tax rate, but some cantons, they give you a rebate, so you're not actually paying it. So, I mean, it's all fallacy, and this is the reason why we need to get ahead of it and decide what we want for our country. Yeah, and, and but that this is what the OECD, this is the hole they claim they're trying to close. These companies that travel or shop around for low tax jurisdictions, and at the end of the day, they pay a low effective tax rate, and they, that's why they want to implement this minimum tax rate so that no matter where you go, when they want to force it on us, that you have to pay this rate, and it will then um, reduce the competitive advantage that these countries that pay, that have a zero effective tax rate appear to have. And I, I think it's um, just like you said, like Anthony said, grandstanding, because, you know, in the US, they know all of the loopholes that exist and the politicians just don't change them. And, and then they come out and say, oh, we're losing taxes. These companies don't pay enough. But no one seems to want to fix domestic loopholes. So, you know, the international thing just seems like a case of grandstanding. Yeah, I agree. And when Janet Yellen um, made her comments about the 21% global minimum taxes, she was talking about, oh, so we can make it more competition, global competition and a level playing field. But I don't think for countries, like you mentioned, countries in the Caribbean that have a zero corporate tax, which is not really true because as Mr. Ferguson mentioned, we um, pay um, business license fees, etc. But... Um, it's going to be a hard sell for us to go from 0% to 21%. That is not going that is not going to work. And I think when they talk about these things it's going to be a more level playing field. Who are they talking about? They they're just going to shut us out maybe. And it's just going to be for who the G8, the G10, like where what is the what is the end game here? I don't understand. And like I said before, um, we're low-hanging food. We're easy to bully. But I do think that we need to get ahead of it. We need to at least start doing some studies and see how would it affect the economy if we implemented a 5% tax and then we look to maybe in 10 years to increase it incrementally by 1% per year or whatever. But we can't just sit down and say, oh, we're not going to do it now. That's you're going to have something forced upon you and then you're not going to do what is in your best interest because you're hurrying to do what Big Brother says or these international, um, these larger countries say you have to do. Well, I mean, I mean the fact of the matter is uh, with the upcoming budget, it's going to look awful. We're going to have to have a deficit of maybe a billion, billion five. Of course, they're going to inflate the revenue numbers and, 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 and cut the expenditure to make it look good. But we all know it's not going to work. And so uh, uh, you're going to be forced to look to raise uh, revenues uh, in, in some new form. And so, um, you know, whether we want to do it, which I think is a, a dereliction of, of duty, um, we're going to be forced to, to make some tough decisions just locally, not even thinking about the imposition of the OECD or, or the international community. You mentioned that we already pay fees and we have the <coughs> top line for for a lot of our domestic 
uh, companies, and I imagine it's a top-line um, fee payment for also the international companies, then part of the reform is then we have to package that, remove the, 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 the fees from the top line, and then package it in the form of a tax rate so it will go to the bottom line so that we will be... Um, um, we will be in line with international standards. I don't believe that we should exceed the standards or exceed the global rules, but but have that in mind as a part of the research, so that if they were to force, and which is which is what is likely, because we haven't really heard the U.S. talk about this. It's always been um, OECD in general and the EU, but now that the U.S. is coming out in the form of the U.S. Treasury Secretary. And I find it interesting, a comment that was made in a Wall Street um, um, Journal editorial by Janet Yellen. Um, she said that America will compete on our ability to produce talented workers, cutting-edge research, and state-of-the-art infrastructure, not on whether we can lower tax rates, sorry, not on whether we can have lower tax rates like Bermuda or Switzerland. <laughs> I found that was an interesting um, comment in saying that we are not prepared to compete with you on on tax rate, but we can compete based on state-of-the-art um, infrastructure and research and talented workers. Well, I think one of the reasons the U.S. hasn't said much is because, you know, it seems now they're the new tax haven, Delaware, you know, is, is where the money seems to be going. And you know, the OECD, I, I think, would never try to go up against the U.S. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's just everyone saying that everyone else is causing them taxes when they just won't fix the loopholes that they know exist. But also, you know, it clearly shows sometimes we hold these international persons in such awe, right? I'm not here to defend Switzerland. They can do it themselves. But Switzerland has some of the best cutting-edge technology, whether it's in pharmaceutical, watches, engineering, etc. So they, they're not competing on low taxes. They're competing on their ability to produce first-class, world-class products that the world wants. So our final question, is the Bahamas a tax haven? It's hard for me to say yes, because I live here and I pay taxes here. Um, whether it may not be an income tax or any corporate taxes, but and generally the cost of living here is so high because we're often double taxed. But um, I think that from the perspective of us having um, low to minimal um, corporate taxes for international players, that we can be deemed a tax haven. We have, though, made inroads in um, the exchange of information and also... Um, transparency of our legislation, but um, if you comparing us to other countries around the world, then yeah, we are a tax haven because we charge less taxes. And I don't think that a tax haven is a bad thing because a haven is a place of safety or refuge. I think we are an international financial center that focuses on efficiency and in particular cost efficiency. We export service. And anybody who exports export anything knows that competitive pricing is very important, and that's what we try to do. Um, um, we are not we are not a harmful tax jurisdiction, but if we are uh, uh, a haven in their sense uh, because we we push cost effectiveness or cost efficiencies, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. We and as far as I know, we don't encourage proceeds of crime, money laundering, and we don't e encourage people to evade taxes. 
we're not about that. And I think over the years with all of the legislation that we have implemented, I think shows that we don't encourage that. But I think the bully tactics that are being used is obviously to knock us, countries like us, out of the race um, and, and to make it so that that competitive advantage that we may have had as a sovereign country over the years, remove that. And so persons will then um, invest their monies with the larger countries as opposed to countries like us. So that brings us to the end of our discussion. Thank you so much, um, panel. Thank you, audience, for listening. Please visit our website at www.cfile.com and let us know your thoughts on our podcast and see you the next time.